Good morning. It's Monday, the 15th of October, 2018. I'm your friend, Jacob, and this is morning prayer, daily office morning prayer, right to, to be more exact, from the Episcopal Book of Common Prayer. Your usual disclaimer is that I am not any sort of expert. I'm not a theologian. I am not ordained clergy. I'm just a regular person, and I'm thankful that you are joining your voice or maybe just your ears <laughs> with mine. This morning, our readings are Psalms 1, 2, and 3, Micah 7, 1 through 7, Acts 26, 1 through 23, and Luke 8, 26 through 39. We begin on page 78 of the Book of Common Prayer with our opening verse. Send out your light and your truth, that they may lead me and bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. We continue on the next page with the confession of sin. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, to set forth his praise, to hear his holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship him. Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The mercy of the Lord is everlasting. Come, let us adore him. We will say together the Venite on page 82. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. The mercy of the Lord is everlasting. Come, let us adore him. 
you're trying to find your page in the book, we're on page 84 now, and we will read the Psalms, which are Psalms 1, 2, and 3. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers, but their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither, and all that they do they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed saying, let us burst their bonds asunder and cast their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord has them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury saying, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill, I will tell of the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, with trembling. Kiss his feet or he will be angry, and you will perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Happy are all who take refuge in him. O Lord, how many are my foes! Many are rising against me. Many are saying to me, there is no help for you in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield around me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cry aloud to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy hill. I lie down and sleep. I wake again, for the Lord sustains me. I am not afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Rise up, O Lord, deliver me, O my God. For you strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Deliverance belongs to the Lord. May your blessing be on your people. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Micah, chapter 7, verses 1 through 7. Woe is me, for I have become like one who after the summer Fruit has been gathered, and the vintage has been gleaned, finds no cluster to eat. There is no first ripe fig for which I hunger. The faithful have disappeared from the land, and there is no one left who is upright. They all lie in wait for blood, and they hunt each other with nets. Their hands are skilled to do evil. The official and the judge ask for a bribe, and the powerful dictate what they desire. Thus they pervert justice. The best of them is like a briar, the most upright of them a thorn hedge. 
The day of their sentinels, of their punishment, has come. Now their confusion is at hand. Put no trust in a friend. Have no confidence in a loved one. Guard the doors of your mouth from her who lies in your embrace. For the son treats the father with contempt. The daughter rises up against her mother. The daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies are members of your own household. But as for me, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Canticle 9 on page 86 will be used for our first transition. Surely it is God who saves me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. For the Lord is my stronghold and my sure defense, and he will be my savior. Therefore you shall draw water with rejoicing from the springs of salvation, and on that day you shall say, Give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make his deeds known among the peoples. See that they remember that his name is exalted. Sing the praises of the Lord, for he has done great things, and this is known in all the world. Cry aloud, inhabitants of Zion, ring out your joy. For the great one in the midst of you is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Acts, chapter 26, verses 1 through 23. Agrippa said to Paul, You have permission to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched out his hand and began to defend himself. I consider myself fortunate that it is before you, King Agrippa. I am to make my defense today against the accusations of the Jews, because you are especially familiar with all the customs and controversies of the Jews. Therefore, I beg of you to listen to me patiently. All the Jews know my way of life from my youth, a life spent from the beginning among my own people and in Jerusalem. They have known for a long time, if they are willing to testify, that I have belonged to the strictest sect of our religion and lived as a Pharisee. And now I stand here on trial on account of my hope in the promise made to God by our ancestors a promise that our 12 tribes hope to attain as they earnestly worship day and night. It is for this hope, Your Excellency, that I am accused by Jews. Why is it thought incredible by any of you that God raises the dead? Indeed, I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things against the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And that is what I did in Jerusalem, with authority received from the chief priests. I not only locked up many of the saints in prison, but I also cast my vote against them when they were being condemned to death. By punishing them often in all the synagogues, I tried to force them to blaspheme. And since I was so furiously enraged at them, I pursued them even to foreign cities. With this in mind, I was traveling to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. When at midday along the road, Your Excellency, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me and my companions. When we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? 
It hurts you to kick against the goads. I asked, "Where are you? who are you, Lord? The Lord answered, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But get up and stand up on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you to serve and testify to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you. I will rescue you from your people and from the Gentiles, to whom I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. After that, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem and throughout the countryside of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do deeds consistent with repentance. For this reason the Jews seized me in the table and tried to kill seized me in the temple, pardon me, and tried to kill me. To this day I have had help from God, and so I stand here, testifying to both small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would take place, that the Messiah must suffer, and that by being the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light, both to our people and to the Gentiles. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Canticles number 19, found on page 94. O ruler of the universe, Lord God, great deeds are they that you have done, surpassing human understanding. Your ways are ways of righteousness and truth, O King of all the ages. Who can fail to do you homage, Lord, and sing the praises of your name? For you only are the Holy One. All nations will draw near and fall down before you. Because your just and holy works have been revealed. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Luke chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. Then they arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. But he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, what is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back to the abyss. Now there on the hillside, a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let him enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swineherd saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened. 
And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to you, Lord Christ. Continue with the Apostles' Creed on page 96. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. As we forgive those who sin against us, save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We'll use suffragists at B on page 98. Save your people, Lord, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them, now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. Lord, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy. Lord, show us your love and mercy, for we put our trust in you. And you, Lord, is our hope, and we shall never hope in vain. O God, the King Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when night comes, rejoice to give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your Spirit upon all flesh and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
Now is our time for personal prayer. Um, it's also the time when I usually have a few thoughts on the verses. I want to take a minute here. I'm going to pause you. Why don't you pause me and um, reflect over the verses and then we'll come back together. All right, so here are my thoughts. Psalm 1 particularly, verse 1, tells us that we are happy when we don't follow the advice of the wicked. And there's a lot of wicked or bad advice out there. A friend of mine used to say, don't take the advice of anyone you don't want to be like. To my son, I say often when he says, well, it's okay for my friends to do whatever. I tell him that that might be okay for them. That might be where their boundaries lie, but our boundaries might be different. This family has its rules, and we've started to speak a little bit about the responsibility of knowledge. What is done wrong in ignorance is quite different than something that is done wrong willfully, right? So when we know it's wrong and we do it, it's quite different than when we think it's okay and we do it. And I find that a lot too in my life and in my peer groups that there are things that are okay for my peers that that are not okay for me and that doesn't make them, I guess here I veer a little bit from the song because that doesn't make them um, bad pe people. Um, I guess there are some who would say that they can be wicked without being bad. Um, but just at a different level of um, wokeness, <laughs> so to speak. And we go from there to Micah, which is a lonely poem. The psalmist here fears, or um, the writer feels isolated and alone among the many wicked, you know. So in our psalm, we're told not to take the advice of the wicked, not to follow their way. And then in our Old Testament reading, I think this really speaks to us, especially in today's times and culture, where the writer just feels completely alone among the many wicked. But I think the last verse, verse 7, can speak to us too, that we will look to the Lord. We will wait for our God, the God of our salvation. Our God will hear us. So there is hope there, you know, we understand that we feel alone, but we're not alone. There might not be anyone in our close circle right now that's another pinpoint of light in the darkness, but God knows and God sees us. And I've had this conversation with many people lately that there are definitely times, especially um, in times of trial where we feel so alone and we actually have prayed to God for help for him to send us a godly friend, someone to be a companion and in the way and I believe that he does answer those prayers he will he answers all prayers right and um, moving on to Acts which is quite literally Paul's testimony this passage um, another faith tradition that I've become connected to we call it his sacred story um, he does not speak with shame about where he's come from he doesn't do that um, Gilded grit, I think is what Brene Brown calls it. He doesn't do that thing where, yeah, I was there and it was really bad. And then, ta-da, I'm here and it's really great. He talks you through his transition. And he went from a place of ignorant wickedness to a place of wide awake awareness. And he 
he moved into his new mission. And we, we can all do that. Spending time dwelling about where we've come from and telling the story of our journey are two different things, right? We keep moving forward. We make the connection. We take the next step. Um, we learn the lesson, but we don't get mired in the mud of the past. and We don't drag the shame of the mistakes or the lessons, pardon, that we we learned when or that we laid the groundwork for I guess the substitution of the word lesson for mistake doesn't really work here I'm just going to use mistake forgive me mistakes do turn into lessons but the mistakes that we made or the sins that we committed when we were in ignorance we carry only the lesson forward we don't carry the shame we don't spend time beating ourselves up because in general, we're doing the best that we can at any given moment. So let's give ourselves some compassion for that. Because um, it can be tough once your eyes are open and, and like retrospect can be a harsh glare, right? In our gospel reading, that harsh glare causes some frightfulness the people like tell Jesus to go away because they're scared of his healing powers they're scared of of the command that he has over the demons Jesus bequeathed his power to us the power to heal and um, the power to transform and be transformed right his power working through us it doesn't belong to us it's not ours it's Jesus's but we can use it and that can be a very frightening thing Healing and transformation and growth can be very scary, but we come back again that we are not afraid, as it says in the psalm, we're not afraid. We wait on the Lord. We trust in the Lord. And this might sound simplistic and cheesy and new agey, but we choose joy in this moment, in every moment. And if we cannot feel it where we are, then we pray into it. We have faith that in the future it will be there. That even if we can't see it in the moment, the light of tomorrow will reveal it. So those are my thoughts on the readings for today. I'm going to read you another prayer from Hearts on Fire, Praying with Jesuits, edited by Michael Harder. This is found on page 5. And it is written by Joseph Tetlow. I choose to breathe the breath of Christ that makes all life holy. I choose to live the flesh of Christ that outlasts sin's corrosion and decay. I choose the blood of Christ along my veins and in my heart that dizzies me with joy. I choose the living waters flowing from his side to wash clean my own self and the world itself. I choose the awful agony of Christ to charge my senseless sorrows with meaning and to make my pain pregnant with power. I choose you, good Jesus, you know. I choose you, good Lord. Count me among the victories that you have won in bitter woundedness. Never number me among those alien to you. Make me safe from all that seeks to destroy me. Summon me to come to you. Stand me solid among angels and saints. 
chanting yes to all you have done, exulting in all you mean to do forever and ever. Then, for this time, Father of all, keep me from the core of myself, choosing Christ in the world. Amen. Continuing with the general thanksgiving on page 101. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ for the means of grace and the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We live without fear for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen. <laughs>